2: Broffer kept it now, a sealed by Avery Bradley, and he will back it out to eighteen feet. His jumper circles the rim, falls in good. They have dominated this game. Three pointer got it. Deep in the corner and Boston. Looks like they've stolen this game. Winning's more fun than losing. And, you know, hopefully we feel better. About ourselves as we move forward. Push pass, brand the pass. Decent look from the elbow. Got it. And that's what the Celtics were doing. Not hesitating when they got an open shot. Turn on to Kelly. He's open. He's got the three. Got it. Long rebound. Crawford's got it. Puts it back up from ten feet. Hits it. Wow. Three starts. Coming oh. strong in a big time, violent flush with the right hand over Shane Battier. Now, welcome to the Celtics beat.
3: Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Daniel Baker. I'm alongside Seth Adam. It's Adam Lowenstein here on the Celtics beat. It's a beautiful Saturday. I say beautiful. It's also really, really hot. Adam, I don't know how it is for you out in St. Louis, but here in DC, it is a ridiculous, ridiculous heat wave. Oh, I see you're in Boston. I apologize, <laughs> but in DC, it's 70 degrees. I'm doing a snow—I don't know—snow day, winter bar crawl later and it's 70 degrees, I'm going to be wearing shorts, it's kind of ridiculous, it's December 21st, the first official day of winter, and it's as hot as it's been in months.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I I enjoy this time of the year just because it kind of reminds me of when it's Olympics time, when basketball is all over the place, and you're like, oh, it's really hot out, but you can watch Team USA try to beat on all the other teams around the world, so it's kind
3: of like that feel.
0: Where you can wear shorts and enjoy the Olympic basketball, but it ends up being the crappy Eastern conference that we have just
3: <laughs> i when it's warm, I just want to go outside and play basketball. I mean in the winter it's just I got basketball fever right now the NBA, it's nearing Christmas, which means it's almost the i guess official start of the season that's where things really kick into gear. There's been so much happening so far uh this season we have so much to talk about this week, especially Kobe. He suffered another big injury. He's going to be out for a while. We're going to talk about that. Brooke Lopez done for the season. Huge news for the Nets. Possibly a team that was going to be a candidate for turning around their really bad start to the season right now. They're sitting at 9-17 and without Lopez. I really don't see this team uh, maybe even making the playoffs at the moment. It's just that bad. So, Kobe... Got injured again. Lopez is done for this season. We see a return to the court for Danny Granger of the Indiana Pacers, a team that's already tops in the Eastern Conference, 21-5, and one-game lead over the Heat. We're going to talk about the rematch. I don't know how much you saw about the hype before that game, Adam, but I think that might have been the most hyped-up regular season game in quite some time. The rematch, I mean, really, it's the only thing uh, keeping the Eastern Conference any interesting. Pretty much the NBA, uh, very interesting at the moment. The Heat versus Pacers storyline, that's a great subplot going forward. Of course, it's the Celtics' game, so we're going to talk Celtics. They're 12-15 and 15 right now. They're still atop the Atlantic Division. They have a game against the Washington Wizards later on today, and we're going to be talking to... A couple of special people today. We have Coach Kevin McDowd. I call him Coach. He is one of the co-hosts of the Edge of Sports radio show. It's one of the shows I produce at SiriusXM. You can go to edgeofsports.com to hear it. Uh, it's a great show. He's also the author of Hooked on Hoops. Go to Amazon. It's amazing. It's a great read. It's talking about uh, young African-Americans in the community and, and how much they love basketball and, and just... A lot of good stuff in terms of social context of the sport. It's really great. And we're also going to have, of course, Jared Weiss, our CLNS Radio locker room reporter. He's going to be uh, talking to us about halfway through this show. We'll obviously be previewing the Celtics vs. Wizards game today. Um which will be taking place just a little bit later. Again, the Celtics 12-15, and they're sitting atop the Atlantic Division, though maybe the worst division of all time in basketball. We'll definitely get to that, Adam, of course. But I believe we do have our first guest on the line, Kevin McNutt, a a legend, I guess, in D.C. basketball. He's repped some of the greats in the NBA today, and he knows more about basketball than we're ever going to forget. So... (laughs) Without further ado, if we have him on the line, I'd like to bring him in. Coach, how you doing today?
1: Uh, hey, what kind of intro was that? I, I, that's What's pretty cool. I'm giving you the
3: star <laughs> treatment today.
1: I, you certainly are. You usually rough me up in the studio on Dave's show. So you're being kind <laughs> to me today, huh?
3: Very <laughs> you know, kind. Well, up. we have we a have special guests, Coach Ken McNutt. Thank you so much for joining us today. Cheers. And with the Wizards playing the Celtics, Celtics playing the Wizards, however you want to look at it. The Wizards, hey, they've won two in a row and one of the biggest storylines uh, of this past week for the Wizards and I think something that a player that didn't get nearly enough talk heading into the season. Bradley Beal, I think he might be the most underrated second-year player in the league today. He's leading the Wizards in, in, in points, averaging over 20 points per game. His return and his first game back is a game-winning shot against the Knicks. How special is Bradley Beal?
1: He's a he's a great find for the for the Wizards. Um, you know, when he out of Florida, he
3: he,
1: he put up big numbers at Florida. Uh, he was as a matter of fact, he could have been a one and done if it, if it wasn't for the um, college restriction that says that you need to go to school for a year. Uh, he was that talented. He's big. He's got good size. The only concern I had uh, uh, following him was, you know, could he put it on the floor and did he have the special quickness? Because, but his shot. No question about it. Uh, he has a perfect stroke. Mechanics and uh, fundamentals are fluid. Uh, he can do any, anything he wants to do, and the sky's the limit. And the fact that he's got John Wall next to him to feed him the ball, to get him to rock, um, he's just on his way. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm watching him closely, and I'm enjoying everything he brings to the table. He's got size. He, he's he got attitude. He, he he plays the defensive end. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, Wall at six six four. Bill at six four six five, that's going to be one of the best back, uh, defensive backcourts in the league. It's going to be a tough day at the office for anybody coming in thinking they're going to go for twenty five and ten assists. Uh, they are they're going to give they're going they're going they're going to, they're going to lock folk down. So uh, I'm a big fan of Bradley Bill, Skyler Linnet, and uh, although I have some criticisms, as a lot of folks do about uh, Ernie, Ernie Grunfeld, uh, he 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 uh, hit the jackpot on on Bradley Bill.
0: Oh, hey coach, this is Adam Lowenstein here And you're absolutely hey, right about how great The the guards are on this team And what's interesting about John Wall And the Celtics schedule this past week Is that the Celtics faced Brand Jennings on Wednesday The second highest time of possession player This season And then John Wall today Who is holding on to the basketball The most of any player in the NBA per minute As far as John Wall leading this basketball team Going forward What do you think of him as the centerpiece Of a team that is looking to be a playoff threat for years to come?
1: (laughs) You know, Wall Wall is a very intriguing uh, figure. Everybody's got an opinion on it, and, I mean, it it, it goes the gamut. Some say, hey, he's a bust, shouldn't have paid him the money. I'll tell you this. uh, I think uh, he's probably, with the ball in his hands, coast to coast, probably the fastest guy in the league. Uh, And um, Taiwan Lawson I put up there, uh, rose before he got hurt. So he's got some things, he's got size, um, the shot, everybody looks at the shot. Uh, Dan knows, I've said this on the show repeatedly, that uh, that's, the, that's the easiest part of your game to add is the jump shot. That's just somebody in there that, that, that can break down your mechanics and your flaws, and then you just got to get in the gym and get up to 700 shots during a practice session or 800 shots and get in there. He's proven on his shot. Uh, I'm a fan of Wall. Um, I like his size, I like his athleticism. I told you he's fastest coast to coast. I I think he has the instincts of a point guard, at least as as it relates to getting into the paint and dishing. Um, the shot's gonna come and once that comes, I I think I think he's a potential all star. And I think he can lead this team. Uh you know, it's that, that, a young team. I mean Bill and um Bill being a what just actually he should be a, he would be a junior in, in, in college right now. And I think, well would, well, would he be a senior now, or, or would he be in NBA if he was still at Kentucky? So, I mean, it's, it's a young backcourt. It's got a lot of growth potential. Uh, so I, I, I'm a fan. That's right. <laughs> I'm a fan, and I think he's going to be all right. Um, give this team time. Matter of fact, I'm going to go on record. I say they're, they're, the, they're going to make the playoffs, and basically with the injury I just saw today uh, for Lopez, and uh, they might get his high. Watch this now. I said it here first. As right. a three seed,
3: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll give. I'll give you credit for saying it, but I have said it in, in the past couple of weeks on this network as well. So, not uh, that, that too much there, but I, I do, oh, Dan, I do believe that's possible. What, what, yeah, when the wizards see, are then? as, as <laughs> a three seed, I said it wow. I mean, after Indiana Miami. When right. the wizards are healthy, they have the talent. They they have, they're the third most talented team on paper, uh, and how wall is playing this year it really makes me a believer i think he's earning mm-hmm. the max i think he's earning the max deal and i know you talked about it on the edge of sports show how even if he might not be playing uh, to that level exactly the wizards almost had to give it to him to oh, just yeah. you got to pay your best player and that's right, what they right. did and right, now right. we're going to transition a little bit to the Celtics Comparison, but they have a they have a point guard, and they have an interesting business decision coming up. What to do with Rajan Rondo? And mm-hmm. Rondo, at times, we saw it in the playoffs that he can be a top, he can play like a top three player in the entire league. He he had games where he outdo Lebron James. I mean, this guy is incredible. For I mean, Celtics Network, you don't have to shower too much love on Rondo, but when he comes back. If he's healthy, uh, hypothetically speaking, let's assume Rondo returns to full strength he's twenty seven mm-hmm. years old, yes, he doesn't have this one major injury, but that's pretty much it. Is he a max guy in your mind
1: wow that's that's a tough question now is he a max player for the Celtics that's question because where they're going with Brad mm-hmm. Stevens and so forth and so on but here as you were speaking about Rondo, I was thinking about wall because that is. For, for those that, that had the knock-on wall about can't shooting, all they needed to do was point to Rondo. Now, Rondo had around him with Pierce and Garnett, but mm-hmm. Rondo could dominate the game and get eight points because he had, yes. you know, 13 assists, he had 10 rebounds, he will lock down his defender, get his hands into the passing lane, come up with, you know, four or five steals. I mean, he, you know, his, his mindset to get the ball to the right player at the right time. So that's the that, – the wall should be watching Rondo's film, uh, you know because that 's how he can emulate him without being a score so i'm a, again i'm a rondo fan, I think he's a tough customer. I know there's some he had his up and downs with some of the players and didn't always see eye to eye with rivers, but that's a good thing in in, in some circumstances because the guy's so competitive so i'm I'm a fan max i can't i can't address that and and you know whenever i'm asked that question about max contract you know I always shoot back do you? Explain uh, the luxury tax to me. And, and, you know what I mean. I'm just not that 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 versed in the big money things and the dollar amounts. I, I I just you know in another another world. I can't even address. Um, I'm not sure whether you guys know about where where Boston's headed with the new coach. I tell you what. You got a find in Brad Stevens. You have got a gold, a diamond mm-hmm. in the rough in Brad Stevens. Um, I follow him extensively at Butler. Um, you know, and and, and and the key that you guys needed to see I I'm am I'm, I'm saying that you and Adam are, are Boston guys uh was the game against Miami uh they're down four with 6 seconds to go now you're supposed to write that one off the books and say hey nice effort moral victory you came into Miami you hung tough was that game was that Miami correct yep correct yeah okay now here's what happened and and I've seen Brad Stevens do it time and time in the college game okay they get a bucket uh, cut it to 2 Wade gets fouled, and look, it was Wade who did the college mistake, or or, you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, He misses the first three of those, misses the second one on purpose, but doesn't hit the rim. Violation, goes down. Boston gets the three from my man, DC guy, who I know pretty well. I'll tell you a story about him later. Jeff Green and win the ball game, but that was not by accident. That is Brad Stevens at his best. He is a student of the game. He knows the game through and throughout. He wants to learn. I mean, you guys have got a gold mine to build on behind Brad Stevens, uh, and you got some talent. Uh, it was interesting. You know, I know Jeff. I played Jeff in the summer league down here. Uh, I was coaching in the summer league down here in Washington, D.C., summer. I said, Jeff, man, everybody's saying you guys are going to tank and all this. They don't know who you are, do they? Jeff said, no, they don't. We're going to be fine. And uh, that's just the competitiveness, competitiveness of Jeff, of Jeff Green. And sure enough, there they are. You can't you can't uh, diminish coaching, chemistry, and professional pride that these athletes take. So, um, well, I, 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 well, one yeah, little Boston, thing Boston might slip into the playoffs. Yeah, uh,
3: I mean, at, at this moment, they, they got to be the favorite to win the Atlantic, where they're sitting now, with the fact that Rondo's going to be coming back within yeah. a month. On Jeff Green, that conversation—that's a, a, gr- a great example of what. All Boston fans and all basketball fans should want to see out of Jeff Green when he's on the court that confidence, that I'm going to take over a game, kind of attitude. And we still haven't seen that on a consistent basis. Well, mm-hmm. do you do you have an explanation for that? Like I, I don't understand how. I mean, he's having a conversation like that, saying, "Yeah, we're definitely not going to take it. We want to win, all that." And then. Eh, he, he can go into a game, and too many times we've seen him just disappear for multiple right. games at a time, and just not even put his his stamp on the game.
1: Yep, yeah, and and I, I think that's Jeff by nature is a laid back kind of cat, and um, that's a that's a maturity thing that, to where you 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 say, okay, I'm laid back, I'm easy going, and then when I hit that court, when I'm in that rectangle. Uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be a snarler, You know what I mean? I gotta have the the the, mm-hmm. the lion. Um, and I and I think that's why you see the the roller coaster ride of Jeff. Um, you know, because sometimes he doesn't step up and assert himself. And you, and you look at him, and, and you know, and, and his expectations are there. I mean, he's six nine. He's got the three point stroke. He can run the floor like a deer. So you wonder why, 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 why the inconsistency? And, and, and I'm thinking, you know, sometimes he's, I guess. That's the only thing I can say in in, in knowing Jeff is that uh, because he's he's unafraid. I mean, I've refed him uh, as as well as like say coach against him in the the Kinder League, and I mean he's a tough customer. He had no problem about giving you know putting the elbow in your your chest to get something done. It's just that like you say, he's got to he's got to uh, realize that hey, uh, seize the opportunity to be the man, especially with the team that you got here minus um, Rondo out, and seize the opportunity. I'm hoping that you know. Uh, with a coach like Brad and then uh you know his maturity level and his see hey look, like, I can go to I can go toe to toe with the best 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 power forwards or, or small forwards in this league and I belong up there and and seed the mantle.
3: for sure
0: and what's interesting about the Celtics team this year is that we didn't really we thought that maybe Jeff Green would take that extra step and lead this team but arguably the leader has been at least on the court Jordan Crawford the Jordan former Washington Crawford.
1: Wizard. <laughs>
0: Can you believe it? And just being able just having that response and just everybody in Washington has looked at this guy as just a chucker, a guy who's just yep. going to be able to, you know, he'll be able to get like a crazy few shots in a game, maybe win a few games for you. But he yep. is actually starting in the fifth game this season. He stepped up for this team.
1: <laughs> See, who could say that about Jordan Crawford? They have a 12-11 record with him starting this season. What can't diminish catch that can put it in a hole, but Crawford, you know, and he was a big time scorer and the man at Xavier and and Brad knew about him because, you know, Xavier and Butler, uh, you know, played each other not too far away, but that's what he liked to do. And, and the rest of the game, passing defense, didn't really have a, a passion for it, but you know, he was averaging 19, 19, points a game while wall was out last year. Um, and he's playing pseudo point, you know, um, Sometimes a point guard is, is there's more to a, being a point guard than just bringing the ball to court, you know, but uh, but the way he's he, he's assimilated himself again, that's that, I, you know I give tribute to Brad. Uh, he seems to be he seems to be buying all in. He said something in an article in the in the paper down here about, well, you know, people said I was a head case and that I couldn't get along with with Wall and Beal, uh, but I could. He said the, the program wasn't going in the right way. But here's what he said. He said. Right now, here in Boston, I'm enjoying myself because I'm playing with a coach that believes in me, has confidence in me. So, you know, playing the position when you're not fighting against the coach. Now that, I thought that was very uh, telling because that's you know, that was a, a slap at Whitman for you know, put him in a doghouse and so forth. So mm-hmm. again, chemistry you can never diminish chemistry, team chemistry and the value of a coach and confidence in this league. And that's why you see guys go from, you know, he was in the, he was a lost soul last year flopping around to, you know, like you said, leading Boston, surprising Boston at the point. Oh, my.
3: At the point. He's doing it all. Doing <laughs> yep. it all in the interview. We're talking to Kevin McNutt, author of Hooked on Hoops, Understanding Black Youth's Blind Devotion to Basketball. And I know you're working on another book. We'll get to that before we let you go. But mm-hmm. we've talked Wizards we talked Celtics. We're going to get to the entire association and just kind of get your take on the early quarter or so, third of the season that we've seen so far. Who's mm-hmm. been, in your mind, the best player through the first part of the season so far?
1: So it's the third of the season? I mean, gee, whiz, I mean, how many games they play? About uh, 250? I get, you know, so many games. But <laughs> too many, too that's many. They, I know, I know. Owners, that's, that's another... God. I know,
3: I know. We could go on about that.
1: <laughs> I know. That's another topic. But you gotta I mean, two two players jumped to mind. Paul George, um, I mean I, I think he's straight to say he's gonna be three behind LeBron and uh Kevin Durant, maybe he's a reach, but he's top five. And of course how how do you not say Damian Lillard, uh with what he's doing with surprising Portland, putting up, you know, nice numbers, not just scoring but shooting percentage, assist, uh, he's, he, and again, that's the value of a four-year senior, uh, you know, coming to the league and, 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 and then not being a deer in the headlights look. He's like, I'm ready to play, you know, both in body and mind and maturity. So you got, you got to look at those two guys first. I'm also stunned at, you know, you talk about Rondo coming back healthy Westbrook. I mean, it was like, he never, he never missed anything. Like he was out with a thumb injury or something. He walked in, he's coming, he's playing, he's dominating as ever. Looked like he has not lost any athleticism. So, uh, while his numbers are the same, just the fact that he, you know, walked back in. I mean, remember that that injury was late in the; it was in the playoffs. So he came back this. relatively quickly, and he and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't taken a back step at all. So that's those are the names that come to mind uh, that are that are surprising right off the bat. Now, like I say, the teams, you know, you're talking about uh, Boston. You know, even in and I'm stunned that I'm even saying this because you, Dan, you know, I'm not a Michael Jordan fan. Yeah, but the Bobcats are winning. Uh, well, you know, for them anyway.
3: Yeah, thirteen and fourteen <laughs> yeah. right now.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that that has that. to be that has to be one of the most
3: inexplicable uh, starts to the season. I, I, I have to be honest. I haven't I, I haven't watched many. I, I've seen about one one Charlotte Bobcats game this season. But the, the only thing I could possibly think of is that they're still second in points allowed, ninety three point one in the entire. NBA, that's incredible. Right. I have no idea how they're doing it. I mean, you right. have Campbell Walker, who I st- still is too far off. I think for, from being uh, the player that that he can be. I mean, he, his shooting numbers have to improve a lot more. But I just it's essentially they added Joe, uh, Al Jefferson to this team, and all yep. of a sudden,
1: they're a five hundred basketball team. Right. Right, 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 and you know, and Kemba's an interesting bird. I'm not sure what he is. Is he a one? Is he two? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't have two sides, but I don't think he has true instinct to be a one. I mean, that's just me. I mean, but, but but he's getting he's getting the job done. He's, he seems to be putting out consistent numbers throughout the season. So, you know, I'm just you know, just Michael Jordan is, <laughs> is 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 well. I, I put it this way, he he may not uh, be above but he's in the same boat as uh Dan Snyder here on football. So, in my book. So, you know, the fact that done. And imagine if they didn't take
3: Cody Zeller <laughs> with their lottery pick.
1: How good that would be. But <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking. That's that's that that's uh that's Jordan. And don't it's early on Zeller. Uh he he he's got good fundamentals. He's uh, you know, he's got brothers that played in the league. He give him some time. He he may he may be I don't know if he would be an all-star, but he's going to be a, a a solid pro. I I I think
0: And what's interesting about this Bobcats team is that they've turned it around so much from last year. They were the worst defensive team in the league last year and have become a top-five team, which is amazing on the defensive end this As far as teams that have started off globally in 2013-14, do you see any teams that are going to be able to make a quick turnaround at least this season or within the next few weeks to actually make a playoff play?
1: That's that's a good question. And I'm – I'll I tell you what, I'll phrase it this way, because the biggest one that made that leap that you're asking me now, obviously last year, was, was Golden State. Yeah. And, and now, you know, I forget, and you guys help me out, the coach, here's, here's a scuttlebutt that I'm hearing, I don't know if you guys heard the same thing, that Mark Jackson's on his own now. And apparently the guy that was the number one chair next to him last year went on to coach, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank guy, rushing here, uh, he left, and he's—I think he's at a coach, head coaching spot. One of the nine jobs they had last year. Um, oh, anyway, I—I I,
3: yeah. I, I, I haven't actually heard anything about that, but I know. What's interesting. It seems to, and I, I pegged—I was on the Golden State train that they. Mark Jackson also seems to be kind of getting a pass. This is his third season now, and this team right. just isn't progressing the way that they should be.
1: A- I mean. A-N-C. Yeah, you can't lose. You can't
3: lose to the Spurs without Duncan and Parker. You just can't if you're going to be a title right. contender.
1: Right, right. And the Scuttlebutt, and again, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I don't know the guy's name, but it, it was his number one assistant last year I moved on, and I think he took one of the head jobs. And anyway, so the Scuttlebutt was, well, can Jackson coach now that he doesn't have a veteran on the, you know, on the on, the, on the on next to him on the bench? Just sort of like what Jason Kidd did with Frank. You know, everybody said, hey, no, hey, this, that's a good match. <laughs> kid's coming in. He's a rookie coach, but he's got Frank, a, a, a hardened, seasoned, good NBA coach to, to lean on, you know, for advice. Oh, Michael and then he alone. jettisoned him to go in and Xerox papers, and now, you know, Kid's on his own. And that's, that's a crazy mix.
0: Are you talking about Mike Malone? Of uh, I think he's
1: coaching the Kings now. Yeah. Okay, there you go. That's, you. There we go. There you go. Good job, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't know how you call. But that was a scuttlebutt that, you know, hey, now, now Jackson doesn't have, you know, that that season veteran lean on. Let's see what he's doing. And like you said, the first year was, you know, we walked straight out of the booth for his, for his first coaching job. Okay, give him a pass. Last year, you know, they went to the playoffs, had a nice run. They were the surprise team that everybody, Wow. And now, here you go, his third year, and now he's a hit man all by himself. And, you know, mm, raise eyebrows, you know? Yep. Uh,
3: we're talking to Kevin McNutt. He's one of the co-hosts on Edge of Sports, uh, a basketball savant, if you will. He knows the game <laughs> so well. Uh, Coach, we really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to join us on CLNS Radio. It's the Celtics Beat. Myself, Dan mm-hmm. Baker, and Adam Lowenstein. But before we let you go... I know it's early, and you don't. We're not holding you to this, at least not too much. If mm-hmm. you had to pick right now, mm-hmm. who would be your favorite to win the championship?
1: All uh, right, the finals would be Indiana Pacers stunning the uh, Miami Heat in uh, in the East. As I, I think, I think they're going to get them. I mean, they should have won the other night down in um, down in Miami, up six with a minute and a half to go. You know, some things didn't go right, but that's okay. Uh, I think they get them. I think Miami's aging a bit. Uh, I, uh, Ray Allen's 97 years old. Uh, <laughs> Boss scored zero in game seven last year. So, you, what, you know, what are you what are you talking about there? That's not supposed to happen. Wade will break down. I don't care about you giving them days off. Uh, so I think, I think Indiana's ready to take that hurdle, come out of the east. And I'm not a – you know, you guys know more about it than me, but uh, I, I – the Thunder seemed to get it done. I mean, uh, you know, the big three,
2: um mm-hmm. seem to get
1: it. But the thing about the Thunder that's that's that that, that that causes me to pause is that you got two guys averaging less than eight points in their starting lineup in Perkins and Shuffleboard. I can't say his name, so I I guess it's <laughs> shuffle loses, i to be fair.
3: <laughs>
1: and when you got two guys that average, you know, less than eight points a game, how do you do it? But then again you got Durant getting thirty and Westbrook getting twenty five, so they make it up, so you know, so right now, I guess I, I, I'll I'll be a believer and say I got Thunder, uh, paces in the final.
3: All right. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Kevin McNutt, author of Hooked on Hoops, Understanding Black Youth's Blind Devotion to Basketball. You can go to Amazon and buy that book. And, Coach, before I let you go, mm-hmm. you're working on another book, correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, How far
3: along are you? Do you have a title yet? Do you, do you know when it's planning on coming out?
1: Uh, it, 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 well, <laughs> our buddy Dave Zare is going to help. I, I'm I'm talking about uh, late spring, early summer. Uh, it's called playing time, and it's it's dealing with what does it say? Playing time as it relates to youth sports and 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 why we play and, and and the dreams and aspirations of parents and youth. There's a lot of stuff going on there. I, I tackled AAU and and uh, you know uh, ways to navigate to reach your athletic goals for for youth and parent. That's that's um.
3: Very, cool, very it, uh, cool. Yeah.
1: So, but anyway, to be done, to be coming out hopefully in by by uh, by late spring, early summer.
3: All right. Looking forward to it. Thanks again for your time. And right, uh, come back anytime. Thank you.
1: Thank so much, you. Coach. Thanks for having me. Hey, you guys, right. you guys know your stuff, man. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Take care, coach. Have a good weekend. All right, guys. Thank you.
3: Bye. That was Kevin McNup. We call him the coach. He's one of the co-hosts on Edge of Sports Radio and. As you heard, he, he's been around the game for quite a long time, and he knows his stuff. He, he knows basketball. He's seen a lot of good players from Jeff Green, Ty Lawson, John Wall, all the D.C. guys, Kevin Durant, anyone who's come through the DMV, as we call it, he's seen. It's a hotbed for basketball on the Celtics beat. We're a hotbed for Celtics talk and all things in the NBA. We touch on a lot of things with Coach, and I want to get to – some of the bigger storylines in the NBA that happened this past week before Jared Weiss calls in our the locker room reporter. Uh, don't forget that. And he mentioned the Pacers, how he thinks they have what it takes to knock off the heat. And one key player or piece to the organization, they might be moving whom we don't know yet. Danny Granger made his return this past week to the Pacers. What kind of effect do you think that's going to have on this Indiana team. I'm um I'm very nervous because they seem to really understand how to play with each other without Ranger. And now I'm sure he's got plenty of reps with the first team are coming off the bench right now in practice. I'm sure they've talked about what role he's gonna take, but I, I, I can't see him it, it being a good thing if he comes on the court and takes any shots away from Paul George right now, who who's playing at M V P level.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I just don't know about how the depth works for this team as far as, you know, the guards and forwards. It just seems like there was such synergy for a team that had so much in their starting lineup already and had so much going for them. It's really interesting. I just... As far as Paul George goes, he's become one of the best players in the league. And when Danny Granger was leading this team before, he was just like a mere guy who was helping out. He was a little bit – it's kind of like they switched roles. It's a better
3: version, I guess, of a player who, who you've seen actually uh, recently. I, I think it's the kind of player that Rudy Gay should be. Interesting. He's kind of a volume shooter, but uh, as efficient as you can get per, per se. Um, but, but someone who doesn't necessarily bring that much else – to the table, uh, but before we get going on this conversation and get too far in, I know he's a busy man, he's calling in, doesn't have a whole ton of time, because he's got to get ready to cover the Celtics vs. Wizards game, our this locker room reporter, Jared Weiss, he's on the line, and now, he's on the Celtics beat with Dander Baker and Adam Lowenstein, Jared, thanks for calling in. So it's
2: fun, a pre-game interview, it's rarely we get to do one of these.
3: Yeah, we just had Kevin on, We talked a lot about Celtics and Wizards, but we want to get inside the Celtics locker room. Christmas is coming up. This is the first thing I saw it on Twitter earlier. Jessica Camarado's uh, Comcast Sports that tweeted out. Apparently, all the Celtics got Xbox Xbox Ones in their lockers. Have you played with them yet? Uh, have they whipped them out? Well, what's the excitement around that?
2: No, I saw everything in the box. I think they're a little bit too busy before the game to uh, pull out the Xboxes, but uh, you know it's nice working for an employer that drops off an Xbox in your locker before uh, before you show up to work. It's got to be pretty nice.
3: Oh, for sure, for sure. And with the Celtics, they're about to take on the Wizards, uh, get, getting towards Christmas. One thing I want to talk about and touch on is something that that didn't happen. Um, I wrote about it earlier this week. You were on top of the story as well. The Trade that didn't happen, bringing Houston's Omer Sheik to the Celtics. It would have been for Bass, Courtney Lee, and a future-protected first-round pick. It didn't happen. Now the next step. How do you repair the, the bridge, I guess, between the relationship with Brandon Bass and Courtney Lee? Has, has there been any talk about that yet?
2: Oh, there was no issue there. I mean, Courtney certainly wasn't upset by the trade rumors. Uh, he would welcome a move back to Houston. Uh, he, he seemed like he would be happy either way. Brandon Bass, after that game, was very, very upset. He didn't want to talk. He, they, it was probably the worst, like the most uncomfortable and unhappy interview that we ever seen do. Uh, but it's, uh, but Courtney said it himself. It's a business he's used to, and he understands how it works. Uh, I, I don't, I can't imagine, especially considering that they were going to be traded to title contenders, and they were basically being sent there to be the, the pieces that put them over the top to win the title. It's hard mm-hmm. to imagine that either of them was really offended by the fact that they were nearly traded away. Um, so I, I don't think there's much preparing to be done. I know Brandon, he was saying uh, before, at, after the game last uh, on Wednesday that he's just looking forward to Saturday's game, All he's thinking about preparing for Saturday's game. And that game's here. That's what he said he was going to do. Uh, would it wouldn't be the first time that an NBA player or manager or uh, coach said something that they didn't mean, but – Obviously, he's not happy that, that the team's not going to trade him, but at least it was a good trade scenario for him. And he, he knows that they don't want to trade him. I mean, they, he knows how likely he is by the team, by the front office, by the coach. Brandon Bass is one of the most valuable players on the team right now. And he's, I think he's happy either way. And
0: as far as a guy who is entrenched as the starting point guard right now over the Celtics. He's going up against his old team exactly ten months ago today. He was traded to the Celtics. Jordan Crawford will start against the Wizards for the first time in his career. Well, you know, What is Crawford thinking coming into a game against his former team here?
2: Well, Jordan, you uh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be surprised if Jordan wanted to try to go a little bit of revenge against a team that he had a very bad parting with, frankly didn't have a good experience with. And Brad Stevens said before the game that I I think it was Jackie McMullen that asked the question about what do you do with Crawford about dealing with the fact that he's going up against his former team. And there's a lot of emotions involved with that. And Brad described that it's tricky because you're balancing the idea of the kind of his aggressiveness and shooting the ball, especially in club situations, is one of his biggest assets. It's not his biggest asset. And you have to balance, and if you go up to him and you tell him, listen, play conservatively, don't go over the top. Don't, you know, don't freak out and try to you know, drop 40 points in every
1: Play the way you've
2: been playing. You risk kind of taking away that wild card factor that makes Crawford so effective. And so Stephen says, listen, you live with the bad decisions because usually the, the good decisions are outweighing the bad. And it used to be with Crawford that it was the other way around, especially when he was in Washington. But this year, it's been pretty significant that the good has outweighed the bad with him. So Stevens is kind of. Uh, he didn't say exactly what he was going to do but he but he explained that there's a balance between trying to focus on the player not getting out of the head or just keep it focused on the team element uh, so I think Crawford has shown the maturity this year that he's not going to play out of himself he's going to stay within his game within what for working for this team I don't really see a big explosion crazy kind of state for Gordon Crawford
3: we're talking to our CLNS locker room reporter, Jared Weiss, at CLNS underscore Jared Weiss on Twitter. And we know the game's starting relatively soon. We know he doesn't have too much time before we let him go. He put it out there on Twitter. Christmas is coming up. Are there any plans for Brad Stevens in the game? I mean, I know his contract is probably nice enough. I'm sure the nice start to the season, the better-than-expected start, has to be some sort of a gift, but... What is Sussex doing for Christmas?
1: Well, yeah, I'm
2: sure Stephen's going to afford a bit of a bigger tree this year, maybe Xbox Ones <laughs> for all the kids. But uh, <laughs> he he was vague. He was asked to – because the thing is, he's going to Indianapolis for the Pacers game, and he, that's where he's from. So he's mm-hmm. going to be – and then, of course, they don't have another game until next Saturday with the Cavs. So he has the entire Christmas week, and he's coincidentally at home. It worked out perfectly for him. So he was asked to be spending the week in Indianapolis, and he said – Let's just say I'll be
3: in the Midwest, but my wife is certainly happy about it. Well, he he sure deserves a nice break right now. He's steering the Celtics to a 12-15 record going into this game. And with a few more winnable games to close out the month of December, they could be nearing 500 by the time they get to January And, Jared, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure, as always. Enjoy the game, and we'll be sure to look out for all your content on our YouTube page and uh, check out the Garden Report, of course, afterwards as well.
2: Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the postgame.
3: All right. Thanks so much to Jared White, our intrepid locker room reporter. He just made a lovely pregame appearance, kind of rarity for him, but we'll also – Be doing a little pregame show next week as well from noon to 1 on Saturday. It's going to be Adam and myself. Looking forward to that very much here on the Celtics beat. Adam, as you know, he's our numbers guy, Stats Adam. It's Stats Adam on Twitter. I'm at Daniel underscore Baker 9 if you'd like to look at that. We're nearing the third Third of our hour long <laughs> show, a preview of the Celtics Wizards and talking all things in the NBA. We were touched, talked about it just before Jared called in. Want to get back to it the impact of Danny Granger. The Celtics are playing the Pacers tomorrow.